Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This is True Crime Psychology and Personality, where we discuss the pathology behind some of the most horrific crimes and those who committed them from a scientifically informed perspective. I'm Dr. Todd Grande. I have a PhD in counselor education and supervision and I'm a licensed professional counselor of mental health. Dr. Todd Grande, that's my YouTube channel. Today's question is, can I analyze the case of Brian Brimager? So first I'll look at the background in this case. I'll move to the timeline of the crime and offer my analysis. In 2009, Brian Brimager and Yvonne Baldelli started dating. They both lived in Southern California. Brian was married at the time, but Yvonne did not seem to mind. Physical attraction was a major factor for Yvonne, so she was highly physically attracted to Brian. Brian and Yvonne broke up and reunited several times over the next few years. Brian eventually divorced his wife. He was also seeing another woman. Her name was Kristen Werkhoven. They would have a child together in 2010. Not long after this, Brian decided to end his time in the Marine Corps and Yvonne's employment with Procter & Gamble was terminated. It sounds as though Yvonne had a challenging time as far as maintaining employment, like she would move from one job to the other or perhaps be moved along by the employers. In September of 2011, Brian and Yvonne moved to a small island in Bocas del Toro, which is part of Panama. They rented a room there. They selected Panama because they could live on the beach and they believed the cost of living was reasonable. Brian thought he could make a living playing the guitar and singing, like working in clubs and bars. Evidently, he could play the guitar fairly well, but his singing was awful. When he used substances, both became even worse. Yvonne thought that she could start a clothing business. She wanted to make bathing suits and clothing for dogs and sell them to tourists. I'm going to guess that she didn't do a lot of market research before coming up with this plan, considering the legendary brutality of the Central American dog clothing industry. Apparently, both Brian and Yvonne were very confident in their decision. They were excited to begin a new life together in paradise. After the move, Brian did sing in a few clubs, but he was mostly paid in alcohol. Evidently, both of them were heavily invested in alcohol and cocaine. It was a major part of their daily lives in Panama. At first, outside of being intoxicated frequently, the couple seemed to be doing well. Yvonne sent back messages to family members saying that they were having a good time in Panama. There was talk of marriage. Brian may have had different plans. Not long after arriving in Panama, he started communicating with Kristen, saying he would return to California so they could raise their child together. By November of 2011, Phone calls and emails from Yvonne started to decrease in frequency. Not long after this, they stopped completely. Several witnesses would later report that the relationship between Brian and Yvonne was not good. Brian was seen punching, choking, beating, 
and threatening to kill Yvonne. The witnesses had even approached Yvonne to see if she needed assistance. She told them she could handle the violence. At one point, Yvonne attacked Brian with a laptop, breaking it on his back. He beat her severely in response. The two started sharing the same computer because the laptop was broken. Yvonne installed software on that computer to break into Brian's emails. This is when she discovered that he was communicating with Kristen. This resulted in an argument which turned deadly on November 27, 2017. According to Brian, Yvonne retrieved a knife and attacked him. He managed to get the upper hand in the attack and stabbed her multiple times, killing her. Evidence suggests that he also broke her teeth and nose, but he denied that. Brian dragged her body into the shower where he dismembered it with a machete and a saw. He put the body parts in a duffel bag and garbage bags and hiked about a mile and a half to the other side of the island where he threw the bags down an embankment into the jungle. A few hours later, he emailed a friend and wrote, Hey bro, what you up to? I got stories for days. I'm living on an island off the coast of Panama, loving life and living semper free. I imagine this is a play on the term semper fi, the motto of the Marine Corps. At some point, he also killed Yvonne's two dogs and disposed of evidence including a bloody mattress, clothes, and jewelry. Brian returned to the United States, but first he stopped in Costa Rica and withdrew money using Yvonne's bank card. Once in the U.S., Brian received an email from a friend who asked him to say hello from him to Yvonne. Brian responded, I ditched the blank. On December 14, Brian called Yvonne's sister, Michelle, and asked if he could pick up his truck. The truck was on her property. He had a number of his belongings inside that vehicle. He explained how he and Yvonne were no longer together. Yvonne had discovered that he had a child with another woman, an argument ensued, and Yvonne left. Brian sent Michelle an email from Yvonne's account, so he was pretending to be Yvonne. The email indicated that Yvonne believed that Brian was someone who lied and cheated, and she had left to Costa Rica with a man she met when she first arrived on the island. Brian married Kristen on December 31, 2017, so about a month after killing Yvonne. Brian sent another email to Michelle around the same time. This email indicated that Yvonne was getting homesick and was going to try to get back to California for a reunion in a few weeks. On the same day that email arrived, Brian stopped by Michelle's residence to get his truck. He seemed to be calm, but in a hurry. After this, there were no more emails from Yvonne. So it seems like he was just trying to pacify the family with these emails so he could collect his vehicle and belongings. With the help of a friend, Michelle was able to figure out that the IP address associated with Yvonne's emails was actually the same as Brian's emails. Both emails originated from the town where Brian lived in California. Michelle went to the FBI with the information she discovered. The investigation by the FBI revealed that Yvonne never made her way into Costa Rica. She never left Panama. The FBI uncovered all the witnesses who had seen Brian being physically abusive, so they were hearing all these stories about him attacking her and her having obvious injuries like a black eye. The FBI interviewed Brian. He foolishly decided to talk to them. During the conversation, 
he denied any wrongdoing. He maintained his original story. So he was locking into a story that the FBI could easily disprove. My name is Bill Huffman, and I am a former Cleveland News producer, and I am now the host of the podcast, Who Killed? I began the show focusing on the unsolved murder of Amy Mihaljevic, and now each week I explore a different case with a focus on some of the victims who don't get the attention they deserve. I have a deep catalog of over 225 episodes, so there is a guarantee there will be something for you. Who Killed is an evergreen podcast, killer podcasts, and slow burn media production. Subscribe today wherever you get your favorite shows. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. Investigators noticed that a computer matching the description of Yvonne's laptop was in Brian's condominium in California. The laptop was seized. On the laptop, there was a picture that Yvonne had taken of herself, which showed that she had a black eye and swelling in her cheek. They also found some interesting searches on the internet, including how to remove blood from a mattress. Brian had given the machete he used to dismember Yvonne's body to a person in Panama to settle a debt. That person listed the machete for sale on a local website. Brian made a comment on that post saying he'd only used it to chop up one stripper. It's hardly used. Investigators were able to find the person who bought the machete and recover the evidence. Sometime later, Yvonne's DNA and blood were found under the handle. From the investigation in Costa Rica to follow up on Brian's claims about where Yvonne had traveled, surveillance photos were found of Brian taking cash out of Yvonne's bank account. This was around the time of her disappearance. After removing the money, Brian went to a bar and started drinking. He paid for the drinks for several women there and thanked Yvonne. In the summer of 2013, Brian was arrested. He was not charged with murder at that time, rather lying to investigators and obstruction of justice. A worker in Panama who was clearing brush near the residence where Yvonne and Brian had lived, stumbled upon a duffel bag and found human remains inside. A DNA test revealed it was Yvonne. Brian was charged with foreign murder of a United States national, second degree. His trial was to be held in the United States, even though the crime was committed in Panama. Right after the DNA and blood was found in the handle of the machete, Brian pleaded guilty to second degree murder. So there never was a trial. As part of his plea deal, all the other charges against him were dropped. He was sentenced to 26 years in federal prison. Now moving to my analysis. So what happened in this case? I get the sense that both Brian and Yvonne were sensation seekers, people who kind of lived in the moment. There seems to be sort of life is one big party mentality. They would get excited and act in the moment without thinking things through. Consistent with this mentality, 
they both heavily used substances. The relationship was full of a lot of excitement and passion, but also violence and instability. Even though they attacked each other on prior occasions, Brian weighed 220 pounds as compared to Yvonne, who weighed 110 pounds. Yvonne had put an email together to Kristen, but had not sent it. In this email, she revealed that she was in a relationship with Brian. So in theory, this would disrupt Brian's relationship with Kristen. It would disrupt his plans to reunite with her and his child in California. I think that Brian found out about this. Perhaps Yvonne mentioned it during the course of an argument. Brian beat her and stabbed her to death. He tries to make it seem as though he was attacked first, and he simply prevailed in hand-to-hand -hand combat. That's possible, but I don't believe for a second this was a self-defense case. I think Brian's actions afterward kind of demonstrate that he wanted Yvonne to be dead. Brian's cold, callous, self-centered, and shallow disposition facilitated him not having any problem getting rid of Yvonne's body, killing her dogs, tormenting her family with emails to try to make it seem as though she was still alive, and moving on with his life by getting married. Yvonne was simply an obstacle to Brian, experiencing more pleasure. If he had any feelings of guilt, he was able to do away with those by rationalizing that Yvonne deserved to be killed. Brian's actions after the homicide indicate low conscientiousness, for example, dumping the body within a mile and a half of where he lived, being spotted spending a lot of money that he just taken from Yvonne's account, and thanking Yvonne for buying the drinks, using the machete to pay off the debt, then making a comment about it being used to kill a stripper, and sending emails to the United States pretending that they are coming from another country. Brian was simply a terrible criminal. It's really amazing he was not caught earlier. Moving on to the next question, why did so many women get involved with Brian? He really did seem like he was quite a bit of trouble. Perhaps they didn't think he would commit murder, but it was clear that he was not an ideal romantic partner. It would appear that many women were attracted to Brian because of his physical appearance. I talked about this before in other videos. Physical attraction is the main reason why any person would be attracted to another person, regardless of the gender of the person being attracted and the gender of the person who is attractive. People often want to believe that their selection process is more sophisticated than it really is, like they are deeper, more sensitive, and more complex than they really are. But again, often it really is simply based on physical attractiveness. That is what motivates people toward romance. One of the real pitfalls of overinvesting in physical attractiveness and making decisions solely based on that or primarily based on that is that the attraction can cause people to find other reasons why the romantic partner is actually good. It's called the halo effect. When somebody looks at a physically attractive person, they often automatically assume that person is intelligent, caring, responsible, sensitive, successful, loving, ideal, and a good partner in general. There's also a tendency to ignore faults. This can be just as shocking and just as dangerous. I've seen people overlook red flags that were so obvious that any logical examination would have led to the conclusion that the potential partner was dangerous. There are a number of red flags as far as Brian Brimager, indicators that he was not an ideal romantic partner. His relationship with Yvonne started off as an affair. When he was with Yvonne, he was cheating with Kristen. 
Brian seemed to have a real commitment to substance use, he was physically abusive, and he had poor long-term planning skills. I think that when people on the island approached Yvonne and offered her help, expressed concern because she was being physically attacked, she needed to believe that she could work things out. She was not willing to lose the dream, to be exiled from paradise. Yvonne was not the only one who incorrectly assessed Brian. It was reported that Kristen stood by his side even after he pleaded guilty to homicide. I think the lesson here is not to become fixated on outward appearances. It's important to evaluate all the evidence when selecting a romantic partner or deciding to continue a relationship. An attractive person can commit homicide just as easily as an unattractive person. In some ways, attractive killers have the increased incentive of knowing that they will get the benefit of the doubt after committing their crime. This has been True Crime Psychology and Personality from Ars Longa Media. This content is for educational and entertainment purposes only. Ars Longa Vita Brevis. Did you guys hear about that couple that went on vacation and one spouse murdered the other? In fact, the entire vacation was planned just so that they could make the murder look like an accident. Ah, so like a slaycation. Oh boy, sounds like a fun new true crime podcast to me. On every episode of Slaycation, we'll examine true cases of people who were killed while on vacation. Was it murder? <coughs> or just a horrible accident? <coughs> That's up to you and the law to decide. But either way, if you leave for your vacation in the plane and come home under the plane, you've definitely gone on a slaycation. Join us every week for a fascinating new episode. 911, what's your emergency? But make sure to pack your body bags, because getting away can be murder. This is Slaycation. Slaycation.